Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. My name is Rebecca Tendy Norman, and I am your host here at Tea and Murder and Agatha Christie podcast. This podcast is part interview show, part book club, and we want you all to read along with us. Uh, today, we are going to be sitting down with my producer, Kate Kershell, and talking about why you might want to listen to this podcast. Hello. Hi, Kate. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Yeah, I'm excited to introduce this podcast to the world. Me too. We've been working on it for... How long now? Oh, at least nine months. Yeah, we've been working on it for nine months, yeah. and we're very excited to roll it out and have you guys hear all the incredible guests that we have lined up, mm -hmm. um, all the great books that we've talked about. But first, we thought it might be interesting for you to find out why we're doing this, why I'm the person hosting it, and what you can expect from each episode. Right. Like, yeah. you're, you're not going to hear my voice at all during the <laughs> season except for today. Yeah. But, Which is too bad because you have such a nice voice. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Likewise. <laughs> but we thought this was a good way to introduce you all to the Tea and Murder podcast yeah. so that you kind of, in 10 or 15 short minutes, you know what to expect for exactly. the next however many seasons, hopefully enough to cover every single thing that Agatha Christie has ever written. Oh, my God. We're going to do it all. Yes, please. Okay. So, yeah. Can you just tell us why we're doing this, Becca? Sure. So I love... Agatha Christie books. I love them. I've read every single one of them. Um, I've read every single short story. I've read them all. And uh, I've read them over and over and over again. They are my comfort reading. I started reading her as a child. And they just kind of imprinted on me in a way that I think really only cultural items can when you really adopt them as a kid. Um, a lot of the people actually that we talked to on this podcast began reading her around like the 8, 9, 10, 11 age. And she really has a hold on that age because her murders are very um, sanitized. They're not gory. Um, they are the kind of murder that a child might 
enjoy, which is such a weird thing to say. But kids like murder mysteries, too. They just need to be kind of age appropriate and I would say like violence appropriate. Mm. Um, I don't know that there is a violence appropriate murder for a child, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like yes. not very bloody, not a lot of like sh- guns shooting and stuff. It's like all quite it's not about the murder so much. It's about the mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I first developed this podcast idea seven years ago. Oh, damn. Wait a second. (laughs) I knew you had like an encyclopedic knowledge of Agatha Christie because you've read everything. Yes. But I didn't realize that this was seven years old in your brain. Seven years old in my brain. Yeah. So I developed this seven years ago and then I like had two kids and like got kind of busy Mm. in the interim. Um, But I came back to it. I had this kind of like development document, like a pitch document that I'd written years and years and years ago. And it's changed a little bit, but actually it's like almost exactly the same podcast um, that I first brought up. And Staying power. Yeah, I know. When an idea is good, it's good, baby. It's true. I mean, why do you think she wrote 66 novels? When an idea is good, it's good. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I uh, had spoken to you about this idea and we happened to go to Krimimessen, um, which is like crime con um, in Horsens, an old prison in Denmark. Mm-hmm. And we went together as just kind of like a fun thing to do. And while we were there, uh, we saw a writer called named Stuart Turton, who is a British writer who writes mysteries, speak about his work. And he specifically mentioned how inspired he was by Agatha Christie's work. And in fact, that his first book, which is called The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle, was inspired by Christie's universe in general. I mean, it's a really fascinating book and a really great take on that universe. Um, And Kate kind of like gave me an elbow Mm -hmm. in the side and was like, this is your chance. Go up to him after and tell him you have a podcast and get him to be on the podcast. And I was like, I don't have a podcast. And you were like, he doesn't know that. That's true. Pushy (laughs) producer wise. Yeah. I was like, come on, Becca, it's now or never. Yeah, exactly. You were kind of like, I've heard you talking about this for so long and either shit or get off the pot, basically. Yeah, basically. Basically. And I did. I went up to him and I gave him my business card that was not at all related to this podcast um, because I didn't have one. And um, he was so, so generous and said, I would love to do it. Let's do it. And we arranged a time. And based on um, having Stuart come on, I was able to start reaching out or have the confidence really to reach out to other people and say, I'm doing this podcast. Do you want to be on it? And the most remarkable thing about this whole podcast to me is that people kept saying yes. <laughs> okay, but I think you're also under- underestimating that people love Agatha Christie. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, I mean, I've heard the interviews, I've yeah. been there, but I want to hear about our guests. Yeah. In your words. Oh my God. Who have... can you expect <laughs> Oh my God, hear? we have the most amazing guests. It's so wild who has agreed to be on this podcast. So we have Stuart Turton, who wrote The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle, great mystery writer. We have Laura Thompson, who is um, the biographer of Agatha Christie. She wrote a biography back in 2007. Um, We have Jean Kwok, who wrote one of the Miss Marple stories in the new Marple book. We have a private investigator on who's going to talk about the difference in private investigation between her experience and the experience of Poirot. We have a composer who wrote an opera inspired by Agatha Christie. Um, We have a mortician coming on to talk about the forensics of Agatha Christie. So we just have like such a wide array of guests who have either something to do with Agatha Christie in terms of their writing 
or are kind of part of her universe in some particular mm-hmm. way that I find really interesting. Which is a wide-reaching universe. An incredibly wide-reaching universe. I mean, she really, she touches all aspects of life because most of her books are kind of centered on domestic life. And therefore, everything is in that, right? Um, the psychology of the family, the psychology of friendships, the psychology of um, of death and of grief. And, um, you know, occasionally there's like bigger, grander, like political stuff at play. And, and she also does her like on a boat, on a plane, on a um, situational train. Yeah, like kind of like, uh, what are they called? Um, cl- enclosed space murders, right? right. Um, which are very fun. Um, and more of like a problem set that she gives herself in a lot of ways. And then There Were None is a great example of like a problem set murder. Yeah. So I want to mention that this is a kind of as interactive podcast as you can get. Yeah. Because we want you to follow along. Yes, please. So can you talk a little bit about the structure because of the wide reaching universe of Agatha Christie and how you can engage with it with yes. this podcast? Absolutely. So at the end of every podcast, we will give you the next book that we're going to be reading. And each podcast will be two weeks apart. So you have enough time. These books are very short. You could actually probably do it in a week, but we want to give you some extra time. And then once we start the following week with the next book, um, we'll talk to our guest about kind of how they became involved with Agatha Christie, what their experiences are with her work. And then we'll kind of dive into the book itself. So we talk, we ask for a synopsis of the book that the guest gives us. And uh, I love the synopses that we get because they're so different guest to guest. Like people have all different ways of giving synopses. Um, and, and then we talk about their work or their experiences in the context of that particular book. So um, we it's not like a hyper-specific literary review of every single book. It's not a p- like play-by-play play with plot points of every single book. We talk about some characters. We talk often about like if Poirot or Marple is in it, we'll talk about their role in particular. Um, we talk about the setting. We talk about any problematic elements of the book, of which in Christie's work, I'm sure a lot of you know there are many. Um and yeah, and we just have a lot of fun with it. It's very lighthearted. It's very playful. Um, I don't know. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say it's also not completely a sort of fangirling podcast no. either. There is a smattering of literary analysis in there. And I yes. also want to mention uh, what kind of opinions your guests have about Agatha Christie, right. because not everyone loves that's right. We One of the things I really wanted to do with this podcast was have people on who had never read an Agatha Christie book and get their unfiltered opinion. And uh, spoilers, not everyone loves Agatha Christie or her work. Um, and that is really fun for me because it doesn't change my opinion, but it allows for like a really organic conversation to come about, which is why do we like the things we like? How can we like things that are problematic? Um and and why should we engage with those things? Um, I personally believe that when you engage with something that is imperfect, it gives you the tools to be able to have like more general cultural criticism. It kind of sharpens your ability to see um, what is in front of you. And um, and I really feel that people on this podcast feel similarly. Like no one on this podcast is just like, Everything about Agatha Christie is amazing. We should take everything she says at face value. That's right. not it at all. It's coming from a place of, if we love this so much, why is it worth talking about? 
if even if it's an imperfect thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I mean, having known you for a very long time, we can get into our origin story afterwards <laughs> yeah. a little bit. But I just want to also ask you, like, I am not a huge Agatha Christie yeah. fan. I've only read a couple of her books. But since working on this podcast, I feel like this Agatha Christie stuff is just popping up yeah. everywhere. Oh my is, God, it's wild. Are we having a moment here? Or <laughs> yeah. is there always some sort of like new creation of Agatha Christie lore that is sort of in the ether? Or yeah. is, this a, is this a moment? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter. A health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I think you're completely right that this is a moment. I would I would say there's like a general low-level consistency of like her stuff's always kind of being adapted. And, you know, if you go on the BBC at any given time, there's going to be like David Suchet's Poirot playing or like Joan Hickson's Miss Marple playing. Um, those things are just out there in the world. It's the same way you would see like friends on any channel. Do you know what I mean? Um But we are having a very specific moment with Agatha Christie right now. And there's a new biography that's come out by Lucy Worsley. Um, The Miss Marple book with 12 new stories written by 12 authors has come out. Mm -hmm. Um, Alan Carr's show on Agatha Christie has come out, which was four episodes of him kind of exploring different elements of Agatha Christie. There is a great podcast that's been out called All About Agatha that's been out for a few years now. Um, Hugh Laurie recently adapted Why Didn't They Ask Evans? Uh, in a four-part miniseries. John Malkovich has just starred as Poirot in the ABC Murders uh, in 2018. The Pale Horse is being adapted right now. Um, so, yeah, there's there's really, like, a groundswell of Agatha Christie happening at the moment. And I couldn't necessarily tell you why that is, other than to say I believe in cultural pendulums. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a time where she it kind of swung away from her a little bit. And now we're heading back into a moment where people want to read her work again and readapt it. And um, the, that's kind of the thing about her work, which is that for all of its dated language – and um, sometimes dated situations, the the crux of it is so cinematic and so modern in so many ways that there's always something you can take from it and make it into something more modern. Um, and I think that's why people keep coming back to her work. There's something timeless about these stories. Um, the mysteries themselves are just so smart, and they really are the blueprint of of mystery as we understand it today. Um, it's the blueprint of detective fiction and detective cultural, um, you know, consumption as we understand it today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, th- I, you know, I think we could talk endlessly about why she continues to be relevant. And actually we do, which is why we have this podcast. Right. <laughs> and it's been really great 
listening along as yeah. you sort of pull these cultural criticisms mm-hmm. out from books that have been written almost 100 years ago. <laughs> right. um, but it's still relevant, totally. like you said. So what can people expect? When are we releasing episodes? When are the first ones coming out? So the first ones are coming out in November. We're very excited. And it'll be just basically this pod, this podcast episode will launch and then we will have another one in store for you two weeks later. Mm-hmm. And every two weeks after that for 14 episodes. So you get 28 weeks or, yeah, basically Mm -hmm. 28 weeks of of podcast episodes. So, um, and as I said, we'll be telling you which book to read next. Um, We'll also have like links to all the books. We, you know, rent them from your library if you can, if you don't want to spend the money on the books, obviously. But why not build up your Agatha Christie library while you're at it? That's true. Um, (laughs) I know this one here rereads them multiple times a year. Multiple times a year. Not all of them, though. And what I will say is it's what it's been kind of fun to do is like tell people that I don't like the book that they chose. (laughs) It's true, because, it happens. Yeah, it happens a lot because I, I don't like all of these books. I mean, a lot of them, especially like a, a bunch of them at the beginning are just like not my style. The Tommy and Tuppence books, I hate them. I never <laughs> reread them. I find them totally cloying and irritating. <laughs> um, you know, Man in the Brown Suit and Secret of Chimneys and all these like kind of like mystery adventure type books, not my thing either. But I still think they're worth talking about yeah. because if you look at the kind of breadth of her work and how she worked from one place to the next, for me as a writer in particular, not just as a reader, but as a writer, it's very interesting how she grew as a writer and how she brought characters from standalone books into her series and so on. So um, once you get really into the universe, it becomes this kind of like all-consuming Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and I hope to be one of those people. <laughs> I soon. hope I've made you one of them. I mean, you know, it's it's. Uh, I can't expect everyone to love these books as much as I do, but I do hope that my energy with it is infectious a little bit. I hope people get excited yeah. to hear more about these books. Well, you heard it here first. If you feel like Rebecca has given you uh, an Agatha Christie infection. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> this is this is in the time of COVID, Kate. Yeah. We can't be talking like yeah, that. No, that was that was a bad joke. <laughs> but um, um, just to end this episode, it's uh, a little bit of a surprise how we know each other, and maybe this is relevant, maybe it's not. But you mentioned mm-hmm. that we were at Creamy Messen in yes. Hawsons in Denmark together, yeah. but you can hear from our voices that we are both from the U.S. We are both American. So why were we in Denmark? Why are we in <laughs> why, Denmark currently? Why are we in Denmark is a great question. A lot of Danes ask us that, too. Um, so, yeah, we both live in Copenhagen, Denmark, and Kate and I actually have known each other since we were about eight years old. Um, mm-hmm. Is that right? About yeah. eight years old. Besties. Besties. We started playing soccer together. Um, at around that age, we played soccer for many years on both teams together and teams separate. We played basketball together for mm-hmm. many years. Um, I believe my dad was your coach. He was. Many times. Great yeah. man. <laughs> Jeffrey Norman. Shout out, Jeff. <laughs> um, and uh, we went to the same high school mm-hmm. and were friendly. I wouldn't. We weren't like super close friends, but we were friendly, knew each other, always liked each other. Mm-hmm. And but I always remember being in English class with you yeah. and being like, "This girl is smart." <laughs> oh my! And God. now, however many years later, you're talking about literature. <laughs> well, <laughs> literature a is a strong word, but yeah, books for sure. Um, that is so sweet, and I've always felt the same about you. But we. We, you know, were friends and went to high school and then went our separate ways. And um, then we both moved to Denmark 
um, completely separately of each other without mm-hmm. knowing. And a mutual friend of ours, shout out Kaden Fund. Thanks, Kaden. <laughs> um, kind of wrote separately to us to say, like, do you both know that you're both living in Denmark? <laughs> yeah, and we like, got the Facebook message independently yeah. of each other and we're yeah. like, what? And then I wrote to you, I think, and mm-hmm. we got coffee and then, yeah. Friends ever since. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and it's been such a, like, joy reconnecting with you because, yeah, you know, we we have very separate, I would say, like, interests in a lot of ways, but very similar sensibilities and how we approach those things. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a huge film buff mm-hmm. and, um, like, know so much about film and both, like, the making of it and the kind of, like, psychology of it. And um, it's so interesting to hear you talk about that. And I will definitely produce your f- eventual film Thank you. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's yeah, it's just been such a great thing to be able to reconnect over the years. And now we've both been here for many years. Right. And um, just, you know, Kate now has forced me to make this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the time was nigh. <laughs> the time was upon us yeah. and we had to do it. And um, I'm so, so glad that we did. And I'm glad that you guys are here to listen. It's going to be such a fun season. I truly am so shocked by who has agreed to be on this podcast. Um, (laughs) I cannot believe it. But you guys are going to love it. And I hope that you will join us in the book club. Even if you don't join in the book club, you really don't have to read the books to enjoy the episode. Um, You don't ever have to have read the book to enjoy the episode, I think. Um, If you really just want to hear people talking about the things that they love in a way that is both critical and joyful, um, this is the podcast for you. Yes, but we will be spoiling, I have to admit, yes. because we decided that you don't have to apologize for spoiling something that's over <laughs> half a century old. Yes. So we've made the decision that spoilers are allowed in the podcast, which means not every book gets spoiled. We will give a spoiler warning if there's about to be a spoiler. But yeah, the books kind of, they've been around, they've been adapted so many times. Mm-hmm. At this point, you know, it's like... Cover your ears if Cover, you don't want to hear Yeah, it. like la, 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 la. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I went to go see the movie The Titanic and the woman in front of me was upset with her friend for spoiling the ending. <laughs> it's like that the ship sank. You know this is history, right? Yes. <laughs> so these books, while they may not be history, similarly, it's like it's out there, baby. Mm-hmm. It's all out there. So, um yeah, spoilers ahead for literally every single Agatha <laughs> Christie novel. Um, and I will say some authors were not keen to spoil. Right. Um, which absolutely they have the right to say, and then we don't have them spoil. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. They respect the craft of not spoiling. <laughs> they're, I they don't. Hope. <laughs> <laughs> but they do. Yeah. I know. They're good writers. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bad writer. <laughs> but um, yeah, don't forget to follow this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts Please. so that you actually get the new episodes in your feed right away. Exactly. And we will have that two-week cadence. So get ready, and we'll see you very soon. Get ready for tea and murder. Thanks for joining us. And we can't wait to welcome you to our next episode. The book will be, and then there were none. Thanks for joining. Bye. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.